hate the world today. You're so good to me. I I'm Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Black Woman. And I am back after being gone what feels like forever. Yeah. And we've, have we done a show this year yet? Oh, I think we did one. I think we did one. 69. Well, it's good to have you back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember, I we talked about all what 69 means. Anyways, okay, so I have been to hell and back in the past few weeks, and that's why I couldn't do my podcast. But I'm back, and I just kind of wanted to thank everybody that helped me move, because I did move, and I had some really good friends who came over and took control. And one of my friend Brett, who owns Love Tennis, literally, she's a fucking drill sergeant. She comes into my house and takes over everything. And I'm like, I literally I fell asleep on the couch. That's how tired I was. Yeah, that sounds great. But that is a good friend that comes in and does everything for you absolutely and but my podcast has suffered because i haven't done one in weeks and my friend mark and tyler every every other day wanda when's your next podcast and me bugging you too and you bugging me right and my brother's like wanda what the hell when's your next podcast so here i am doing my 70th episodes dude that means we're 30 from 100 congratulations yeah i know so so much to talk about since i haven't been on the show and since i haven't yacked in a while but i'm sure you've seen my facebook you saw what happened to me right oh i've seen it and i've been dying to hear about this yeah i'm gonna get into that story um about a good friend robbing from me and let me just tell you you know when your trust is violated that's you know that hits at the core especially for you know anyone who's ever been um violated as a child sexually physically whatever you know it's takes a long time to ever trust anyone. And when you do, Absolutely. and they violate it, you may as well just be sexually assaulted again. Yeah. So and you I'm can't a, unring that bell. I mean... You, you can't unring that bell. And so I'm going to talk about the financial rape that happened to me uh, a little bit later and how I've um, kind of come back with my own version of um, fuck you. So... So much has happened. Um, I'm going to start off with the weekly pedophile report because I know how much you like it. But this one is a good one. It's funny, when you've been gone so long, I completely forget about the parts that I don't like. <laughs> I I'm like, oh, so yeah, that's good. Get it out of the way, though. Let's do it first. But this is a good one. This is that dad. His name is Randall Margrave. Do you know who that is? No. Sounds like Randall Hargrove, who's my boyfriend, but no, it's Randall oh, yeah. Margraves. Gotcha. A little different. He's the dad of the USA gymnast that went after uh, Nasser in court. Did you see that? Oh, no. So when you know all 156 girls... Um, talked about what he had done to them, how he violated their, speaking of violating your trust, you know, and they're going to have issues, which yeah. I don't blame him because they will. And then, you know, um, and then he he told the judge he couldn't listen anymore because of his anxiety. Hmm. And she pretty much hmm. told him, too bad. Yeah, tough sit there, shit. Tough shit, sit there and listen to it. Oh, I forgot. Show I can curse on it. It's, it's, it's great. It's oh, so that's liberating. you can't cuss on Sorry. Yours is the only one that I, that I do, so it feels, it feels well, good. Why don't we just rate them all explicitly? And why do we even <laughs> care about cussing? My God. Oh, I don't know. Content don't know. over context. It's 2018, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so... The dad, he literally leaped across, jumped onto the table, and went to punch him. You uh, never saw no, this? No, no, no. I do know this now. I just didn't recognize the uh, the name didn't register. So, you know, the bailiff had to get on top of him, put the guy in handcuffs, you know, and escort him out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That guy, you know, it's perfectly fucking normal to go after a guy who, who violates your daughter. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not the only one who kind of wishes he would have got to that guy. I mean, <laughs> I, I wish my mother had seen this. Maybe she'd been like, oh, is that a normal reaction? No, it's not. Stay with the man for 30 years. That's a normal reaction. Right. Sarcasm. Yes. So Very heavy. So <laughs> it is a pedophile report. 
you know, but every week, you know, this shit's happening. And so this is why I have, it's not every week that a dad leaves across a courtroom and, you know, goes after the guy that assaulted his daughter. You know, he's my hero for the week when he did that a few weeks ago. Good for him. Um, Nasser has got everything that's coming to him. He, like our good buddy, um, subway guy, what's his name? Oh, Jared. He's going to be taking it up the ass soon. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. You think he'll be pulling splinters out of his ass from his broom? I think protective custody is kind of a joke for those kind of people, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't feel bad about that. I, I, I just I know. So kudos to that dad. I'm really, I'm really impressed that he did that. But you know what? Your, your emotions get the best of oh, you. Oh, yeah, and you look at that video. It's just overwhelming, compulsive, like uncontrollable. I, I, I get it. I mean, not obviously I can't relate on that level, but I totally understand where something like that could push you to the, to the edge. I mean, there have been times, I mean, I am so, I'm a hyper-protective mom, like when that woman told my daughter off and I told her she needed to get laid. I mean, that you know, it's just, we react in different ways. Well, I think if you, anyone ever did anything to one of your kids, you'd probably kill them. I mean, that's I probably just, would. I, honestly, that's my, I would. my prediction. I, the anger is still there. I kind of yeah. keep it hidden, you know, but it's still there. Yep. I'd kill anyone. So... Last week, I went to uh, Colorado with my son. He had a hockey tournament, my little one. And, you know, I love those tournaments. They're fun. You, you get to meet all the other hockey parents. You get to hang out. You get to drink. You sure. get to, you know, watch a lot of hockey. They, of course, got their ass handed to them because, for some reason, I, I always wonder. I, I'm all for competitive play, but I don't really care about wins and losses, but I don't yeah. really like to get my ass whipped. You don't, don't like, like unfair advantage. I don't like unfair advantage. Yeah. So our first game's at 6 a.m. at the Air Force Academy, which is totally cool, by the way. And, you know, we're playing a local team, which we're in Colorado. Guess what? They're local. They're acclimated to the altitude. Our kids sure. aren't. You know how bad we got our asses handed to us that day? Yeah. Mm. I just want to, like, call people and say, listen, hey, note to self. Why don't you, you know, make this more evenly matched or, you know, take into consideration, you know, uh, not... I don't know if handicap's the word I want to use, but issues that, you know, you're having to deal with. Make it level. Like I, I think handicap's an okay term for that. Uh, okay. All right. So, you know, just, I don't know. How do you ever talk sense into people? You know, and here's, here's what I understand. You can't talk sense into people, <laughs> especially when it's your fucking good friend who robs you blind, sits across the dinner table from you, and knowing full well that she has taken your money. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, we got to get into this. You want to get into that now? Um, we can wait if you want. I mean, we can, you know, we got about a couple, I mean, we have time till break, but we have time till break to the story. And okay. if we go over today, I don't care. So if we get over, okay, well, you know, I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. Um, what I want to talk about is the shooting in Florida. I find it fascinating that that kid did not kill himself. That is, yeah, that's true. So usually those kids end up killing themselves. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a narcissistic vein thing that they do, um, but I have a theory on why this kid didn't kill himself. I, you know, the kid was adopted, and then he lost both of his adoptive parents, and, and I'm not condoning what he did at all. Of course. At all. I'm just, I'm just setting up a scenario here. Um, and apparently, um, he had fetal alcohol syndrome. They said he had all the physical characteristics of a baby that was literally drowning in alcohol in utero. I think the ears and the nose and the all kinds of things that someone had evaluated his picture. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know, I've talked about brain development and how that affects us. Yep. So I think that this kid, I don't think he was ever loved. And I think, obviously, I don't think it's a gun control issue or it's part gun control, part, 
mental health, but it's also part basic necessity of life. And mm-hmm. that's and that's if you're not given the most basic thing, love by your parents, whether you're adopted or not, there's always going to be something missing in your life. And I feel like there's something always missing in my life. Not that I'm going to go shoot up anyone for any reason. But I mean, this kid, I mean, he he, he had so many strikes against him. Yeah. I, I don't. It's what he did is is horrid, and I can't believe he did it. But it's I, I think it's so important that we as parents we have to love our kids and we have to show them love because if you don't as a parent if you don't hug your kid or love your kid, I mean these things that we need so desperately. And Kevin, you don't understand fully because you have felt this your whole life. That's yeah. So I you don't so. know. I guess that, I'm lucky in that. You yeah. don't know there's a need for this because. You've always it was had just it. always there, yeah. So I felt like if he knew that he didn't kill himself, that someone would come in and take care of him. Because when you go to prison, you're taken care of. You know, you're fed. You're, you know, you're all of your needs are essentially taken care of. Yeah, the best caretaker, yeah, that you've had so far in your life. Right. So, and I, 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 that's my theory why he didn't do it. And if I don't know if you ever saw any of the moments when he was sitting there with his attorney, and his attorney literally patted him on the back. It was such a tender moment, which was weird, but I caught it and I thought, this kid, he's just desperate for that. And I'm not saying every person who's desperate for love go out and do right. something so horrid. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just, this is a plausible. You're not saying also that if you had a bad upbringing, it doesn't necessarily manifest violent antisocial behavior. No, it's of course a, it's not. It's a contributing factor. But it is a contributing factor, and it makes me wonder why he didn't kill himself. Yeah, me too. It does. And, and uh, I, I saw the mother. She literally took the microphone from the CNN guy and said, and she's yelling, you know, we've got to do something about this. Did you see that? No. Ugh, gut-wrenching. I know. I've been bad about my news lately. Um, well, CNN's a little on the liberal side, but um, yeah, a little liberal for me. But she's you know, kind of yelling at Trump and the guns. I'm, I don't get into politics or anything. Yep, but, yep, but yep. I mean, I did. I mean, as a mother, I could feel her pain. I mean, I've got a freshman in high school and a sophomore in high school, and I wonder every day. I ask them, you know, do you think we should have um, metal detectors at Highland Park High School? No, mom. You know, we're safe. And I'm like, I've seen the security there. Really? Yeah. I mean, it seems like to me anyone could walk in. I mean, do do kids need an AR-15? No. I don't, you know, I don't discuss politics. I know, it's I know. It's thing. hard for me not to get into any of that. But. I know. I, I just, I, I just don't necessarily think kids need that. I mean, I, I've shot guns my whole life. My kids have shot guns. I've gone to dude ranches where we've learned, you know, safety and respect for guns. Yes. I mean, it, and I didn't own my own my first gun until I was in my late twenties. And so. well, I, I still don't own a gun. As a matter of fact, when I divorced Richard, I said, "You can have all the guns. I don't want one." But. We did do the clay shooting when I took the kids. Oh, yeah. I missed every single one. <laughs> <laughs> Still fun. Don't ever count for me to it's shoot anyone to in any sort of situation because I will miss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, we've done our weekly pedophile report. Got it out of the way. I, when I come back, I'm going to talk about the viola- uh, trust violation from a good friend and what happened to me and how trust is not as a sacred thing in life and we should value it more. I want to means I'm one blunt woman. You're listening to One Blunt Woman, a mouth that matters.
That is one of my all-time favorite Billy Joel songs. It's just a matter of trust. Pretty fine these songs, Kevin. <laughs> you take me back to my vault of, you know, my childhood. Oh, I love that. And so, this, is, this is a great tune. You know, I've had a hellacious uh, few weeks, as I told you. And, and the worst part was when I found out a good friend of mine had stolen a bunch of money. And um, what happened was... Richard and I are business partners. Richard's my ex. And we have had our building company for 20 years. And so she is a decorator and she had called him and said, hey, this guy's buying this condo. He's got all this stuff he wants done. Can you do all the installation for me? Blah, blah, blah. So of course he did. And he sends her a bill for $21,000 back in August. And August? Uh, back in August. So when Richard and I, as partners, he deals with subs and he deals with um, the jobs and I just kind of deal with the end of year bookkeeping, end of year taxes and accountants and all the other insurance, all the other kind of crap. Sure. So we have two separate jobs. So I don't really pay attention to all of the um, ins and outs until the end of the year, right? So um, he says, well, we have some money that's due. And I said, okay, well, just let me know. You know, we've got year in taxes, all that kind of crap. So January, he, but he never told me who it was that owed us all this money. And right. I didn't really pay attention because, you know, we have money coming in. Sure. So it's 20 grand. A lot of stuff to pay attention. Yeah. A lot, lot of stuff. So meanwhile, Thanksgiving's come. This is my good friend. She's come to my home. I've had her in my home for Christmas, Thanksgiving. We did the turkey trot together. We, you know, our kids hang out. I Serious mean, bonding holidays. I mean, and just over for girl time all the time. Brings her dog over. We drink wine. She told me she was sexually abused as a child. You know, I never had any reason not to believe her. Sure. It's, it's a horrible bond to have. But do you know that there are yeah. over 60 million survivors in the United States? Probably more. I mean, that's 20% yeah. of the U.S. population is a survivor of sexual assault. <sighs> Anyways, so, you know, it's it's a bond that you have, which is sucks. I mean, now it makes me wonder if she even, if she lied about it that. It could have just bullshitted that whole thing. Yeah, it could have. Yeah. So, um, she, so Richard says, he finally tells me, Wanda, it was Dana who um, owes me that money. And I go, Yeah. She does? I remember y'all talking about doing work together, but I never, I don't pay attention. She never to, discussed it with you. I mean, yeah, but she why would she? It, you know, right. You know, so come to find out, she kept telling him, Well, the owner's out of town. He hasn't paid me. He's out of the country. You know, so Richard kind of let it slide because we were good friends. Sure. She's going to pay. Of course she is. Yeah. So, you get the friends and family leniency there, you know? Right. Right. So finally he said, I really need this money. You know, I've got to pay all kinds of shit. And well, he's out of the country. Let me see if I can get a hold of him. So Richard never in good faith listened to her. So finally he um, called the owner directly and said, hey, because uh, he'd never dealt with him. He always dealt with the decorator. What you don't want to have to do. I right. mean, it's like she pushed him to that. So, and you know, it's like you don't want to go over anyone's head. Yeah, exactly. And we're all adults here. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, the guy goes, oh, yeah, I paid her back in August. <laughs> that didn't sit well. So um, he called her and he said, according to the owner, you know, you were paid back in August. And sure enough, I go back and look on my Facebook post and, you know, her Facebook post, she had gone to the Hamptons and whatnot. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You went yeah. to the Hamptons after you got that money. The second you were given that money, you had a fiduciary responsibility to give it to, to, to um, our company. Of course. 
that's not a small little uh, little debt either. I mean, no, it's th- for guys like so me. That's our salary. So she tagged on her fee whatever it was, and she walked away with thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. So she sent it. So Richard confronted her, and she said, "I'm so sorry. You know, it was a matter of." Robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. So Richard screenshot that to me. So of course, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to town on Facebook. <laughs> I saw that one. And I said, I don't know who this Peter or Paul is, but I want it in your Dana. And you walked away with all this money. Yeah. So we ultimately got paid back, not by her, by someone else. So since I posted all those posts on Facebook, I've had dozens of people get in contact with me telling me what she had stolen from them. I mean... It is everything from pills to uh, money to cash to jewelry, decoration stuff, furniture, carpet. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This woman. This is a serial thief. Yeah. She sat across my dinner table and held my hand when I cried and acted like my friend and all the the while stole from me and countless other people. I mean, this is the point. It's very high criminal aspect to this. I mean, this sounds like someone who shouldn't be, you know, should probably be punished for that. Well, according to my, um, you know, what I went, the Texas Penal Code, it's two to twenty, two to 10 years for a third degree felony. And that's exactly what this is. Anything over yeah. $20,000. Sure. But okay, so, so let's get back to why, okay, Richard has had in our company in 20 years, we've had people not pay their bills. We've had people never not essentially steal from us, although his father's secretary embezzled over a million dollars from his family before I entered the picture, but that's another story. Um, when it's someone you care about and trust and have befriended and you bring them into your life, into your heart, into what's going on in your world personally and you share so yeah. many intimate details of your life and knowing full well that they're fucking you. I mean... What am I missing here? Yeah. The sitting I mean, across from you and it's just the two of you, I think, is the most disturbing. Oh, she had plenty I mean, of opportunities to come up and say, Wanda, I'm fucked. I need help. Yeah. You know, I I got paid this money and, you know, I, I had to I had to pay my daughter's college tuition or whatever, you know? So the daughter texts Richard because she had saw my blog because I'd written a blog on Jesus Divorce and Over40.com about tr- being financially raped from a good friend, yep. you know, because I, I consider this financial rape. Oh, I agree. So um, she had reached out to Richard and she said, my son, and said, what the fuck is going on with our parents? And little Richard, God <laughs> love him. He said, your mom robbed us. <laughs> I love little Rich. I love that, yeah. I he mean, goes, what else are you going to say? He goes, why don't you ask her? And so she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You guys mean so much to me. I can't believe this. But whatever you do, do not associate me with my mom. That's harsh, but you know, I don't I don't blame the, so blame the kid totally in that situation. totally threw her mother. And so Richard sent me the screenshot of the text. And I was so tempted to put that on. But I didn't because I'm like, you know. Because yeah, I, I highly doubted anything to do with her kid. You know, I mean, it's... It's I, it's not. And I feel, I feel really bad for the daughter. I do. But then she kind of put a few comments on a couple of the posts. And she kind of came after me a little bit. And I'm yeah. like, you know, you're kind of out of your league. I'm not going to respond to you because yeah. I don't... I would really... I, don't buy into that. I'm not going to buy into yeah. it. So I didn't. I actually deleted her comments because I she this really isn't about her. And and one of my friends said, you know, the truth hurts. And you, you hope to God you never find out the total truth about your parents. Yeah. And it hurts to find out the truth about your parents. Believe me, I know. 
Oh, I would be devastated to hear something like that. So, you know, listen, we all fuck up. I yeah. get it. And so one of the comments the daughter had made was, well, people make mistakes. And, I, you know, uh, the author of The Alchemist, Paulo Coachello, he said, mistakes made more than once are choices. Exactly. If she continually does this it's a choice this woman is she has a problem it needs to be fixed and the poor daughter is trying to defend her and there's nothing to defend yeah i mean i didn't go after her mothering i didn't go after her partially all i said is she stole from me and right. my family and you stole from me you stole from my children and you're not the one causing trouble for her daughter i mean she her mom made her own decisions i mean that's just how it works i know it, and it is only her fault that her daughter is in the wake of this and I, I feel bad for the daughter. I do. And I hope to God it doesn't rub off on her. I, I do. I, I feel bad. I do. I just, but I think if you never that's ever, not your fault. if you never ever suffer consequences for your behavior, you're going to continue to do them. Absolutely. And she's a beautiful woman, aesthetically outside. Apparently on the inside, she is, you know, trash as far sour. as I'm concerned. Yeah. A little sour. Um, but, you know, do, is it because we're good looking, we, we, we can get away with more? I mean, is, is that what we're going to live by? Because you know, I'm sure people have made that assumption throughout their lives. She's in her early 50s. You know, looks are going to fade. And then what do you have? Yeah. I mean, all we have left is our integrity. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I have fucked up many times. And I when I came clean about my affair to my kids, let me tell you, that sucked. But, but I, you owned up to it. But I owned up to it. And that was years ago. And it's better than my kids finding out years later and then having some, you know, long-term resentment that, you know, I just, I nipped it in the bud right away. Yep. I fucked up. Ooh, that was deep. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens now is my curiosity. So one of my friends who's an attorney says, Wanda, you know, what if she sues you, you know, or comes after you for cyberbullying? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say defamation of character. Well, or some shit, I, mean, but I mean, the truth is a defense against uh, um, um, defamation of character but, yeah. uh, or slander. Right, right, right. But, you know, but then the cyberbully caught me, got worried. But I'm like, no, I'm not. Cyberbullying is when you attack someone unsolicited. Right. You know, so. <laughs> not to mention the fact that you never you never gave like a first and last name or anything. No, I gave her first name. Yeah, first name, but I don't know who you're talking about. Right. So, but the point is, is like I didn't just think to myself, well, who am I gonna fuck with today? Right. 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 So no, the cyberbullying thing is bullshit. <laughs> one of the things was said was we should all come with a label, you know? Yeah. Like what your mind was. I'm a blogger. If you fuck me over, I'm gonna blog about you. Yeah. I mean, it would have, and then people are like, oh, I never want to fuck with Wanda, but that's not the case. I mean, this woman violated my. Trust, which is ultra sacred to me. Don't don't violate my trust. I don't give it to very many people. Yeah. I've given it to you. I've told you a lot. Don't. Likewise. It goes yeah. both ways. Yeah, so. I know. Don't and I trust it. you. Don't say anything. <laughs> I know you're still a virgin. Never will. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, wait, you're not? Kevin, you told me you were. That's right. I'm a 32-year-old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, how much time we have left? Because I want to talk about bipolarism. You got uh, five minutes and change. Oh, sweet. So... In my six weeks being off, I decided to go see a forensic psychologist and psychiatrist. And so the psychiatrist uh, labeled me as bipolar. So, you know, there and there's three different types of bipolarism. You know, mm-hmm. there's bipolar one, bipolar two, and then there's this thing called cyclo psychothemic uh, uh, bipolarism. So it, it's essentially, you know, you're, you're manic. And then you're depressed. So you hit super highs and you hit super lows. That's basic bipolarism. But then, you know, there's versions of it. So, you know, I'm not quite super hypermanic, more like hypomanic. Mm-hmm. 
So hypo would be, you know, the lower part of hyper. If, if, if you're on the mania scale, I'm more, I'm not ultra crazy. I mean, I'm crazy, but not ultra crazy. Right. So, and then and my depression can get low, but it doesn't get uber low. So I'm kind of somewhere, it's, it's like, it's cyclical, right? So he puts me on this mood stabilizer, thinking that I am going to not hit the super highs or the super lows, but I don't hit super highs and super lows. I just kind of hit right somewhere on the spectrum, but not, you know, at the very end. Sure. So I told him, and this is crass wanna coming out, I said, it better not dry up my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I can relate to that. I'm not true vagina, but I mean, just medication, antidepressants can kill your libido and shit like that. So, you know, so. and sure enough, yeah, it killed my sex drive. It yeah. killed my, I mean, I lost 10 pounds. I, I didn't eat. I didn't drink. I didn't, I, I had, it's not that I wanted to die because I didn't. I just didn't have You were any, just flat? I was flat. I hate that. I was yeah. just flat. Like, let's just give her a mood stabilizer. Let's just drug them up. Numb you out. And numb you out. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. I took it for two weeks. Didn't have sex once. Uh, even my boyfriend was like, wonder what's wrong with you. Yeah, what the hell's going on? I don't know. You know, it just, and then I just, I was flatlined. So I thought to myself, why are we so quick to pop a pill, a prescription on someone when I, I will never ever take another fucking antidepressant again? And I know it's a valuable thing for a lot of people because there is a big imba a chemical imbalance. But think about it. It's the easiest, quickest, and most lucrative way to treat a patient with that kind of... Right. You know what I, mean? I mean? It's hard not to consider that. So I told when I went back, he said, Wanda, how are you doing? I said, I'm not taking this pill ever again. And, you know, he's, this guy's a forensic psychiatrist. Like He's supposed to get to the root the nitty-gritty yeah get it right yeah absolutely and and so all the questions he asked me about bipolarism you know i literally googled them and i'm like oh my god did he just google this before oh was that like verbatim verbatim. (laughs) (laughs) he may as well show you a youtube clip (laughs) and i'm like i and i told him i go i i need you to be smarter than me yeah i need you to tell me something i don't i could have googled this (laughs) i mean come on yep and so I um, went off of it and sure enough, gained the weight back. You know, I mean, I was kind of happy to lose a few pounds, but um, got my sex drive back. Thank God. Um, and, you know, hockey was a lot more fun for me, but I was like, I don't want to be flatline. I don't mm-hmm. want to be not dead, but, you know, and, and I've had, I've hit some very depressed moments and I think that was closer to my divorce and I'm years out of that. So I don't know why we feel the need to just, you know, Give anyone a prescription, you know, dope them up. Yeah. They'll be better. Oh, I mean, I'm, everything I've been ever pre- prescribed, uh, Xanax or antidepressants and all that, I never even saw a, a, a therapist of any kind. I just went to my primary care provider and that's what they gave me. So, I mean, I don't know how you can be <laughs> <laughs> equipped to diagnose that. Not that I'm saying anything disparaging about, you know, the medical field, but obviously I think a forensic analyst should be able to really deep dive deep into that, but it seems like they just did the same thing that everybody else does. I know, it really, and the difference in a psychiatrist and a therapist is that a psychiatrist is a medical doctor, and they can't and prescribe, they can prescribe you. right. I, mean, I swear to God, his prescription pad was sitting right there. All right, Wanda, what do you need? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I mean, I wanted you to help me, not just throw right. And then, and I said, and then I said, I don't want to be your science experiment. We're not going to go from one pill to the next to see which one works. I'm not doing it. I asked him to take a um, scan of my brain. He wouldn't do it. I always do that too. 
I'm always asking for tests that they don't want to do because I'm young. And I'm like, no, I just want to know everything. Give me an MRI and a CT scan and a colonoscopy. Like, I just want to know. Uh, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm fine. I'm no, I, I'm, I went through a divorce. Anyone that fine. goes through a divorce is going to be a little fucked up. <laughs> this is what happens, though. We just end up self-diagnosing ourselves uh, because of that. So my book comes out April 20th. Excited about that. Yes. Don't forget, I get an advanced copy. You get an advanced copy. My website, WandaMeans.com, is going to be launching next week. So you can find my podcast. You can find my book. You can find my blog. WandaMeans.com. It's coming out. And my book's coming out. Start my book tour in a few weeks. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt woman. And do not forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. And I have got a fuck ton of it after these past few weeks. Everything all rolled into one